Hey, welcome. I'm your host, Abby Sisko, and you're listening to PR Pop. If you're here right now, I'm assuming you also consume other sorts of media. So you've probably seen a content creator controversy or celebrity mishap. But what is actually happening when something goes wrong? When celebrities delete all their photos with that one friend or a content creator makes an apology video? Join me and my guests as we talk about the wild, complex, and sometimes funny intersection between public relations and pop culture. On today's episode, I have a classmate and friend. Caroline, could you kind of like introduce yourself a little bit? Yeah. Hi, I'm Caroline Mason. I'm a communication public relations major at Anderson University, and I'm also the PR intern on campus. So that's me. I'm a senior, as Abby said, with classmates. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, so we're in PR, crisis management, and research and evaluation for PR uh, together, which is a fun time. Um, but you also have an interesting kind of correlation to this topic. Can you tell me what kind of relation you have to Gabby Hanna, our topic today? So I am kind of randomly from the same hometown in western Pennsylvania, which is like a small little farm town. It's super random, but the school that she went to was, I think, 15 minutes away from my house. <laughs> um, and I've also like seen her younger sister in a musical in our town playhouse. So that's fun. <laughs> yeah, that is a fun time. So not met her in person, but a fun little connection. Mm-hmm. Um, so today we're basically just going to talk about Gabby Hanna's recent viral videos. Uh, In August, Gabby posted over a hundred TikTok videos. Uh, Can you just give me like, without giving away too much, what you kind of know about this situation right now? Yeah, so... I guess if people don't know a little bit of background, Gabby Hanna has been an influencer, YouTuber, TikToker, etc. for a really long time. Um, She was on Vine before all of that. So she has kind of been known in the public eye for (laughs) being problematic. She's posted a lot of (laughs) controversial things, Um, but she's also been really open about her mental health. So um, she started posting just a bunch of these TikToks and her fans mm-hmm. were like, what is going on? Like, she's clearly mentally unwell. Um, and so she just posted a ton of TikToks in a very short span of time. And they were really confusing and super strange and concerned a lot of people. Um, I don't know if that's yeah. enough synopsis or, yeah. No, definitely. Yeah. So did you like keep up with Gabby Hanna when you were on Vine at all? Or were you on Vine? I was on Vine very briefly, and no, I kind of found out about her after her Vine days from her early YouTube days. She did a lot of story time videos, Mm -hmm. so I did enjoy watching some of those before her content went a very weird direction. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. and when I'm looking at her TikToks now, and let me tell you, I spent probably way too much time just scrolling through our TikTok. You know, have you seen those videos where it's like, oh, like, the communication major has a movie due tonight at midnight, you know? <laughs> Conversation due at 11.59. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, anyway, I watched a lot of them. So, this episode is kind of going to go over just uh, what I've seen as far as before this kind of series happened, during it, and then after. Mm-hmm. So... You can see on the TikTok um, that before before August, when she posted those series 
um, of TikToks that they're pretty they're pretty normal. You know, there's some like dance videos, you know, videos with other people, just kind of like day in the life. But then you definitely can kind of see a switch happening. And actually, the videos from the manic episode that she had um, are all deleted essentially. But she has a series of eight TikToks explaining kind of like how she handled it and how she feels about it afterwards. But all throughout this, she's been dealing with hate comments and stuff like that. So one of the TikToks I saw, she replies to a comment and she says how the comment is calling her out for having thousands of views, but only just like a couple hundred likes. And she goes on to say, okay, well, you're the one obsessed with me. You're the one like checking back on my content. And it's like a genuine question I have that maybe is obvious to others. But do you think that media users that like have a certain uh, content creator that they hate, did they actually go back and like look at their content just to post hate comments? Yes, I I absolutely think that. I think when people have a vendetta against someone or an enemy, there's mm-hmm. a weird part of them that wants to like check in and see what they're doing. Um, yeah. Part of it might be a competitor mentality, especially if it's like a rival influencer mm-hmm. or something, um, which nowadays I think they'd be pretty dumb to be leaving comments <laughs> if they were also famous. Yeah. Um, it's, I mean, it's possible that her videos were just showing up in their for you page and it's someone they hate so then like yeah. they're just leaving comments as they pop up but I, I do think i do think people go back and look at people even if they don't like them um so yeah that's just a crazy thing to me i'm like can't mm-hmm. relate doing that um and i can definitely see how that kind of like that ease of being able to comment and check on people part of it like helps our job a little bit as PR professionals I mean it definitely gives us a job you know for those people who are posting their opinions and their you know whatever they have to say so during this uh, mania episode there's a couple of things that Gabby says that the news uh, really catches on to and posts about. So they mention how she claims to be the second coming of Christ, claims to have some kind of relation to uh, the angel Gabriel. Um, it's interesting. Have you seen any of those videos? I have. Yeah. Um, she uses super spiritual language. Um, I yeah. think the term I heard was spiritual psychosis. Like that's like a almost a stage in the Mm. manic episode that she reached essentially believing that like she is jesus (laughs) yeah Um, and she refers to god like very intimately as her dad yeah yeah it was interesting i mean a lot of the videos differ from her old videos in the way that they're very theatrical a lot of like theatrical dancing and performative and one of the videos i saw you know she she talks in like a kind of poetic kind of way. So some of it's like, you're like, are you being serious? Or, you know, it's hard to tell uh, what she's trying to say, really. And a lot of people communicate that in the comments. Some people are like really sympathizing with her and, you know, be like, hey, I hope you get better. Uh, I've gone through manic episodes and they're talking about this kind of thing so there's one comment that says lol bro is she okay or not can i laugh at this or not so do you have any initial thoughts is this something that 
we can laugh about and post about? Should we? Or like what kind of approach should her fan base take? Yeah. Um, I think Gabby Hanna's fan base is so complicated (laughs) because, again, in recent years, she has garnered so much hate. So I think her fans or genuine fans who care about her and support her have seriously dwindled. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think most of her comments are negative, which is I mean, it's difficult to imagine someone's reality where just it's just a stream of hate comments every single day. Mm, Yeah. In this situation, because she has been very open about mental illness, she has said, like, hey, this is something I've dealt with. I think she's talked about having a mental break in the past. Um, I don't think it's a laughing matter. It's hard when it's uncomfortable for people to watch. And I know I've heard other people who have dealt with manic episodes on TikTok talk about this and say it's almost triggering or traumatizing to watch Mm -hmm. it in real time. So, no, I don't think it's a laughing matter. I think it's one thing to maybe in her response or her analysis of it react to that but while Mm -hmm. she is in it and posting it almost um she doesn't have the capacity to shut it down or stop it at least that's what it seemed like so I don't think we can laugh at someone who is quite literally not in full control of their brain and what they're doing um right do you think that there's any situation where this kind of content could be taken down by TikTok as like the industry and company? That's that's tricky. I think if enough people I don't I don't think there is an option to report it for triggering content necessarily because she wasn't showing any there was no violence, there was no Mm -hmm. graphic content necessarily. I think it's more just if you've lived through that you can understand what she is living through. Mm -hmm. So I don't think that they would have legitimate grounds to remove it. The only thing I wondered, I think she did have some type of temporary ban because she posted so many, so many videos so close together that they thought it was a spam account. Um, right. But as far as the content of the videos, I don't know that they could legitimately remove them unless there was nudity, which she has also kind of been known for that. So that's yeah. possible. Um, either nudity or like violence to herself or others. So. Yeah, I agree. I think that'd be overstepping a little bit maybe for a company like that to mm-hmm. take that down. But it's definitely, like you said, it's kind of triggering. It's kind of odd to watch. And we are, we did watch it real time, which was, that was interesting. But even kind of to segue, Gabby said afterwards um, about her spam posting, she kind of takes a defense saying like, you know, TikTok is such an easy platform to post on. It just takes seconds. All she has to do is talk. Um, and so this is something that I think is repeated for her is people kind of expressing concerns and then her kind of responding like, hey, this is just me. This is my humor. This is my performance. And so... There's kind of a disconnect there, um, and people just continue to show concern for that. She also, did you see the part where she's talking about, like, her name being Gabrielle and Mm -hmm. having a relation to the angel Gabriel and, you know, how she was always interested in trumpets? She has this um, belief that, like, her visions or maybe even her hallucinations even though they're caused by maybe mental illness she has this idea that it's they're still like divine interventions um so even though afterwards she like admitted that she did have a manic episode um 
and kind of clarified why she was acting the way she did. Uh, she definitely still holds those beliefs. So do you think that is something that, from what you are aware of, that commenters and followers are particularly concerned about? From what I've seen, they're not so focused on the representation of trying, you know, embodying Christ in the spirit or being angel Gabriel, that kind of thing. But yeah, have you seen any of the responses from her followers? I don't think I've seen as much about like the relation to Gabriel specifically. Um, it is super interesting that that was where she ended up in her episode. I think she was raised in a Catholic family, so she has religion yeah. kind of in her background. And I don't know, I have no idea what her faith or lack thereof looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is so interesting that that's kind of where she ended up in her episode and that that's what she's unpacked since then. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's possible there was something you know in the middle of her episode i i have no idea i can't i wasn't inside her brain and her heart yeah Um, it's possible it was all delusion um but again like who knows maybe you know god did do something in the middle of that um maybe not maybe it was all just delusion and distortion um yeah um so back to kind of how she was responding to the comments about her videos She emphasized that for her, a lot of these videos were just a performance and that people really didn't need to get on her case for it. Do you think there's like a line that you can draw there as far as like when performances become too far and it's actually a a more concerning sign? Yeah, Um, I think that's Gabby's like number one issue. (laughs) Yeah. She is so good at telling the story of like I was the victim in the situation blah 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 and then it turns out she wasn't the victim type of thing Mm. um so I think a lot of her videos it's like okay are you telling the truth are you lying you're gonna say this is an art piece later on like Mm. is this a performance is this your mental illness like that's kind of been a pattern in a lot of her videos in the past and I think when she started putting out music that was a big point too Mm -hmm. people are like okay is like what what's the point here (laughs) what's this video about um I think there there is a line and in this case, it's difficult because, again, if she was mentally out of it, which she admits that she was, mm-hmm. it almost feels like after the fact she's trying to battle shame and saying like, oh, no, 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 like that was just, that was just a performance, you know, I wasn't yeah. in the middle of a manic episode, what do you mean? I was just putting out art. Um, and it's true, like she does talk a lot about expressing herself in kind of dark art, like darker music, darker paintings, darker writing, uh, which is something she's been criticized for a lot, but... Mm-hmm. I think there is a line, um, and especially the help me, help me video that, that wasn't, that didn't seem like a performance that seemed like real raw pain. Yeah, definitely. And here's the big question. If you were Gabby Hanna's PR person, how would you handle this? What would you have done? I don't know if she has a PR person because I don't know how... I feel like I might have read somewhere that she fired her team a while ago. That could be incorrect. Because um, I don't know how in the world she would be allowed to post all this. Um, I, as a PR person, I would say, okay, let's probably delete at least most of these videos. <laughs> yeah. If not all of them. Um, 
I think there could be a formal statement made saying like, I think even not having Gabby write it, but having an outside source writing it and confirming, you know, yes, this was a manic episode. Mm-hmm. Um, she was whatever formal uh, language you want to put to that to kind of give fans the reassurance of, yes, what you witnessed is real. It happened, but also not them feeling manipulated by Gabby. The fact that it would be maybe a third party, which then is hard because then the people who came and checked on her didn't think that she needed help. So that's like a whole separate issue. Um, but I think any kind of cleanup work you could do as far as removing videos, issuing a statement, I think first and foremost, caring for Gabby, like maybe taking her out of the spotlight for a little bit, give her some room to breathe, um, let it pass over a little bit. Um, yeah, I don't know if you have thoughts on that. Like, what would you do? Yeah, I mean, definitely. I think having that other person to advocate for what happened, uh, I think would be really important for her um, because that was a big issue. Is a lot of comments were kind of divided, saying that they didn't believe anything that she was saying. Mm-hmm. Um, no one really, it sounded like no one felt like they knew what was true or not, which was a performance or not. Um, it was obvious that, you know, she was going through, you know, a manic episode and like mentally struggling. Um, so I think definitely that second person to give authority on the situation would help just clear the board because then you don't have any confusion. You don't have the rumors, uh, maybe, you know, avoid rumors, conspiracies, that kind of thing. So I definitely think that's important. And I think it's probably good that she took down those videos, especially because they were kind of triggering. But going from that, she came from Vine, then kind of YouTube. She's a music career. Now she's on TikTok. As far as thinking about how her career could progress in the future, do you think maybe changing of platform would help that? I don't think so, because she has proven that she's going to keep doing the same thing no matter what platform she's on. Mm. I think her content has translated from, I mean, her Vine era was definitely different. She's addressed that. But from YouTube to music to TikTok, it has all felt kind of like the same stuff put out in different forms. Mm -hmm. So the thing is, her reputation is going to follow her no matter what platform she ends up on. And I think that's an important part of PR. That's an important part of life. So people people know that she can cause problems. People know that she's very publicly struggled with mental illness. People are going to know about this episode. Like, it has been everywhere. It's been on news articles and right. all over the internet. There are recaps, even though she removed her videos. So, no, I don't think that would help. Yeah. What do you think her career could look like possibly in the future? Um, if she wanted to continue being a content creator, what steps do you think she needed to do to do that? I think she needs a team. <laughs> yeah. um, I think as long as she is completely self-run, she's going to keep just digging herself into a hole. So I think there's kind of two, if not three routes. So the first route is get a team, kind of clean up her act a little, really try to reestablish credibility and trust with their audience, which I think has been lost a long time ago. Um, I think there's the route of saying, you know what, forget content creation. Let's just stick with music, which is something that she said for a really long time. She's already kind of stopped her story time videos and old YouTube style and just focus on music, which people will keep bullying her for, but at least it's something she's passionate about. Um, and then the third route I would say is to just kind of retire, <laughs> um, 
that I mean not retire she's obviously still young but I think she has been through the ringer on the internet and has had multiple scandals and issues and that doesn't mean she should give up but I think there is a point where you need to assess and say is this still providing value in my life it's possible that it's just the way to pay the bills but um I think content creators like it's it can't last forever you know what I mean yeah and you can tell me what you think but I think that if she were to just stick with the music career because here's the thing is I think that when you were like trying to manage your image you know you want to be honest you know that's a PR value you want to be transparent but it seems like her version of transparency is a little bit too much maybe uh, for the platforms that she's using at least and so using music might be a way that like you said she can like hone in on her passion Mm. you know still be a creator but not have to share so much of her personal life Mm. I think one other thought I had if you don't mind if I had yeah Um, I think she's burned so many bridges in the creator world um Mm. I mean, way back, she's complained about different conferences that have been put on, like VidCon. Um, just She's started a lot of fights with different influencers, where they've started fights with her. So people just kind of know that she's burned a lot of bridges. So I don't think she has a lot of support even from within the community. Mm-hmm. Um, I think her episode, some people did express support and empathy, but otherwise it's hard to be in the space if you don't have other people supporting you and willing to go to bat for you. So. Right. Yeah, definitely those connections. Um, so what do you, do you have any predictions about what will happen to Gabby Hanna in the next few years? I really think that she might just call it quits online. I think it's mm-hmm. very possible. Again, I think there's still the chance of her continuing to pursue music, especially because I believe she dropped her album either right after this episode or right before, or at least some promotion for the, for a new album. Yeah. So obviously she's still moving ahead with music. But I really think as far as social media, either she's going to get banned or she's just going to call it quits on that. Because I don't know at what point, because she's obviously still reading comments. So I don't know at what point you say, okay, I can continue living with this much hate on all of my platforms every day. Right. It's a lot. I can't Mm -hmm. imagine, especially for the amount of vulnerability she's put out and information about herself. It's, It's all out there. And, you know, it's not just even if she deletes it, it's still out on the internet, unfortunately. So that is definitely a hard thing about content creating. I think in terms of her physical safety also, I don't think it's something we touched on, but she's had a stalker before. She In this in the middle of this episode, she had a stranger be in her home. Um, so I also worry about that for, I mean, I genuinely, I do worry about that for her and I hope that she stays physically okay and mentally gets the help that she needs but also when you are already in the public eye and people know where you live yeah I don't know how it benefits you to stay online um so maybe she's literally going to like move into a cave in the next few years (laughs) I don't know um she might need to relocate though now that people know where she lives yeah I I did see a video about her her talking about some really serious like letters she's received and Mm -hmm. And someone actually coming to her house is that's just like that's even worse I feel mm-hmm. like um I think you're right that for her safety it might be necessary for her to 
get off social media a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, so that is all I have for today. Uh, thank you so much, Caroline, for giving your PR input. Um, I hope you enjoyed talking about this topic. It's definitely a weird one, but it's interesting. Do you have any final thoughts? I'll say thank you for having me. Um, and yeah, be mindful of what you post on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And also don't leave hate comments. Don't cyber bully people. It's not nice. Yeah. So if you learn anything from this episode, don't post hate comments and don't post anything on the internet that might come back to bite you in the butt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's all. All right. Thanks for listening. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of PR Pop. My hope for this podcast is it gives you something to take away that you hadn't thought of before, whether that's for a client or just for yourself. If you want to see more content from PR Pop or suggest a topic, check out the Instagram at PR underscore pop underscore podcast.